What's up, guys? My name's George. I'm Oscar. And <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the Awkward Pause podcast. Yeah. Welcome to Know What I Mean. Yeah, welcome. Um, lots of Awkward Pauses in this, this, in yeah. this intro. Um, yeah, so this week I picked, a, I picked a quote. And yeah, it was like, it was super cool to go into this quote because it's very, I hope you guys get a sense of this. Like it's quite an experiential episode. Like it's something that it's one that there's an aspect, there's a kind of meditative aspect to it. I think <clears throat> I definitely felt very different after recording it and still yeah. do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I hope you get a sense of that. Mm. Yeah. I went into a bit of a trance at one point. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Nice one. Enjoy the episode, guys. Yeah, enjoy. This week's quote is by uh, John Wellwood. We introduced it last in last week's episode. Uh, John Wellwood is a psychotherapist and spiritual practitioner. Uh, And this quote is from a book called Toward a Psychology of Awakening which is a book that I'm reading at the moment. And um, it talks a lot about uh, the within the therapy room and gives a lot of examples of, um, of well, from within the therapy room. Um, and I think this quote is, is related to that. But as we explore in this episode, it's, um, it goes far, far beyond that in just the general way that we communicate things. So I'll I'll read the quote out to you. It is never burdensome to follow someone's genuine experiencing. Only the mental fixations, the stories, beliefs, and judgments about our experience become burdensome. Never someone's living experiencing itself. So I was having to think about the broadest sense of this quote and what it means to me. Um, and I think what it's talking about, um, is this, there's two different ways of communicating essentially. Uh, the first is a very open and honest, um, and kind of real way of communicating. You're digging deep and really letting your experience guide what you're saying. And the second is a a conversation that really lacks presence and lacks vulnerability. And I also think of it as very much like in the head. It doesn't involve the heart. It doesn't involve um, opening up, opening yourself up. And, and I think, yeah, that's really the dichotomy here. And I think that's what this, this, this quote is um, talking about. So my experience of this and the reason why I wanted to bring this quote in is just because this is just something I've massively noticed in my own life when communicating with people. Conversation is extremely important to me and it's a way that it's a way that I can open myself up and, and be vulnerable. And I've just noticed so many times in which that isn't the case when I'm desperate to be able to connect with someone, but maybe something within myself or something within the other person or a combination of the two is meaning that um, I'm shut off. And what that usually means is the conversation becomes very stale and burdensome. It becomes um, neither party is invested in it. There's no heart in it. There's no life in it. And it becomes very dry. Um, As opposed to when there is a real sense of um, of letting somebody in of you know the context of this quote is that John is a is a psychotherapist and he's talking about it within the therapy room and how there can be an energy shift there can be a shift from um, someone being quite guarded to someone really opening themselves up and when someone is talking from that very open position then it's never tiring to hear that because there is such a there is life is really shining through what that person's saying 
and I've just found that in conversation too, and I'm, I'm sure everyone listening um, has also found this. And it is quite magical. Uh, and that's really what I wanted to investigate with George during this episode is what is the magic that can happen when we allow ourselves to be open and vulnerable? Um, what is that and what is, what is not happening or what are we blocking or what are we holding back on when we choose to not be vulnerable or the person that we, we are talking with is choosing to not be vulnerable? What, what's happening there too? And those are the two sides that we'll, we'll be exploring. And within that then, um, I also wanted to discuss about the, the, the different ways in which we might be more honest and open. Um, and the difference between what I would refer to as direct experience and just when we are just being open about what's going on for us. And, and, and there is a difference there that I'd like to go into um, later. So yeah, this, it kind of made me think all these different people, they've got like things that they feel they need to just tell people. Like you need to talk about these certain things or you need to, um, you know, a lot of it is around like gossiping, like how people are kind of like, uh, gauging where they are in the social hierarchy or trying to, you know, work out who you shouldn't hang out with or, you know, just, just all of these little things. You're pinging off other people to see what is their belief of reality, like what, what do they think's up. And it's just this, this constant thing that strengthens your, your ego and your reality by seeing like, okay, yeah, what is this person like? What does this person think of me? And you're just going through this process. And so much of that is a, an automatic thing that, that humans do kind of to orient themselves. And it's just a, a, very, a very unconscious thing usually. But there's, there are times when you kind of get out of that and you say something, maybe something that wasn't the first thing that came to your mind, wasn't like the easiest thing to say. You could have, you know, had a, an excuse or said like, um, you know, maybe just protected your ego, uh, and just not, not got into a subject that was really uncomfortable for you, but you, you chose, okay, no, that's, I'm not going to take the, the default path, the kind of just shrugging it off and not addressing it. It's like when you're, you're really opening up and you're, you're really just seeing what, uh, you're just sharing something very raw and very real and very personal for you. And yeah, you're right. It is like the atmosphere is completely different when that happens. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, as you said, the first thing, like so much of the way that we communicate is we are using communication to, as a tool to bolster or lift up or change or manipulate in like subtle ways, probably unconscious ways. Mm -hmm. uh, and that I think is when that's like a, a quality of when the conversation is lacks that life, you know, somehow, mm -hmm. because there is, yeah, I couldn't say if it's always the case that that's going on, but definitely there's, there's like, it's a sense that you're not, you're bending reality or bending truth of mm -hmm. you're bending what's going on to for your own means to try mm -hmm. and shape the person in front of you's view of who you are, mm -hmm. you know, like even simple things like just wanting to be liked or whatever mm -hmm. is like a way you are kind of manipulating people's view. You've got an intention for them to see you as a good person and all this kind of stuff. And you're trying to shape what you say to to get them to to think that just that's like one of a million examples but like it's yeah. like like it's um but there's a sense in that that the it's somehow like the because i quite like the word contrived you know it is contrived mm -hmm. it's it's you're it's you've got a sense that you want to like a deep sense maybe that mm -hmm. you want to connect but as that yeah. sense is traveling through your ego and your mind mm -hmm. you're 
your mind's kind of pitching in and saying, oh, if you just phrase it like this and if you just add this bit in, mm. then, then that, can, that can help us out and that can make people view us in the way that we want here. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, as, as it kind of goes up, that's that from a more pure expression, as it goes up these mm-hmm. conditions, by the time you actually speak, it's, it's so kind of bent from the original thing of just wanting to connect or wanting to be open that mm-hmm. it can end up being very contrived and dry and it's lost its life in that process mm-hmm. somehow Yeah. compared to like, yeah, the, when it's, when that hasn't happened, when, when there's been like much more of a pure expression going on. Mm. One thing I just thought of is the, I think it's called the five whys is like a thing of, the idea is like, if you ask, if someone says why they're doing something, if you ask why five times, then you'll get to like the real reason why. And I mm. think that's, that's just come to me as like, a, you've, you've often got the surface level reasons of why you're doing something, why you're asking for something. But it's interesting to, you can do it with other people or you can do it on yourself. Maybe there's something that you keep thinking about and think like, okay, but why do I want to do that? And you can almost, you can do that same process with yourself because, mm. because you can, you can end up uh, misleading yourself like this, this trickery and all these concepts that you're kind of using to, to manipulate how people see you. Like you can do that to yourself as well. You can oh, yeah. force yourself to not think about things clearly. So it's really interesting to do that, to be like, okay, why, why do I always spend my time trying to do this? Like, what do I really want? And try and get an answer and then try and go deeper and deeper. And, you know, mm. but why do I want that? And why do I want mm. that? And just, it's a really interesting process to go through yourself. And it's something I've done sometimes just in conversations. Um, mm. Like, especially when I was kind of learning about hypnosis, it was really interesting to kind of... Um, explore like the real reasons for why people did things so i found that i naturally was just more curious about kind of getting to the underlying reasons of why people felt things or or whatever i've not done it for a while like i'm not in the habit of doing it but i i definitely did find that when i was doing that i kind of got to some really interesting things and had much more interesting conversations i found because it was you know becoming we were getting to something that was more core to why people were doing what they were doing or how they were feeling about something. And I found that that was a a cool way to, uh, yeah, to connect with people like just to try and go down the levels rather than just breadth, like just thinking like, can we go a little bit deeper and find out why, you know, why you want to do something or why someone else wants to do something. It's a really interesting mm. process to go through. Yeah, definitely is. Yeah, now I've got that image of the 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 base desire to connect. You know, which we all have. You know, we we all want to be seen fully, and we all want to we we all want to have those sorts of conversations where we feel mm. seen and like appreciated, and and that there's that kind of magic there that's what we want mm. you know but like then yeah as I mentioned you know it gets quite contrived and what you were saying there by the sounds of it is just like through inquiring or, or having an intention because you can see what's happened you know you're, you can see that it's like very surface level the conversation and it's quite boring and neither of you are getting any sustenance from it you know it's not mm. a nourishing conversation at all mm. and that by having an understanding of of that then being able to kind of deepen it mm-hmm. like a few notches down to trying yeah. to get to something more core you yeah. know which seems to just open yeah it's like there's a the more that that happens then the more we're we're having a clear channel in which that mm-hmm. kind of communication and expression can happen yeah you know and what i find so interesting about it is just that we I mean, for me personally, is I I can really sense when it's happening. It, like it's mm. very very obvious because my body gets a lot more involved in the conversation. So like if mm. I'm if I'm having like a a quite stale 
small talky sort of chat. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it's all just up in my head and I'm like, it's, it's like a strain almost, you know, there's some mm-hmm. straining quality of just like, like, because I'm, maybe I'm considering how I'm looking a bit and like, and like, do I want this to be over? And there's like a number of things which is making it very contracted. Mm-hmm. And as I'm able to open up and be more, get to more of those root things, mm-hmm. you know, or able to, yeah, because I don't even know if it needs to be, it's not even like you have to be talking about all the ways in which you suffer, you know, I think mm-hmm. it can just be when you're with a good friend and you feel very unguarded, you're, you're just mm-hmm. feeling really relaxed and you don't feel like you have to be, you don't have to pretend to be anyone, you don't have mm-hmm. to try and make them see you in a particular way, you don't mm-hmm. care, you know that, yeah. you know, like I have that with my girlfriend, you know, it's just like, it's, it's like, it's so beyond the point of us trying to like shape how we view each other or that mm. it's sort of, I just feel at ease. And at that point, mm. it's like, there's less, the likelihood of that contracted stay and those stay mm. really stale conversations lessons, because mm-hmm. even though you might just be talking about breakfast, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's unhindered. It's just like, it's just coming up and it's, it's an expression mm. and, you know, it's not contracted in any way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, like, like we were saying with the, the concepts that you have, like the concepts can be further abstracted from the reality of how you feel. So it can be more sometimes when you're communicating, it's like you're, you're more in the land of like words and concepts. I don't know. You can be in that. You can be actually, I'm, I'm, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking you can be discussing words and concepts, but in a very connected way. I guess it's more about, I, I really see it as like a, when you're doing something that's very, um, feels very autopilot or very, um, very like you're trying to think of what's the right thing to say or yeah. what, it, what should I say? All of those things rather than like, what do I think? Like, what do I really feel? Or what do I think about this? And I think it's just the more you can get rid of those filters, the more that the closer you are to connecting with the human. Like it's one of the, the very strange things about being alive is there's inherently some kind of level of loneliness because you can never, you can never share exactly the same experience with someone no one can ever know exactly how you feel at any moment. So there's like this, this craving to really connect with people. And I think that just the, the more layers you can peel off, like, you know, like the more layers of the onion you can peel off, then mm. like the closer you can get to really connecting and really trying to understand this other person's, you know, experience which goes back to the quote it's like you're really following what it is like to be them as well as really and and you're helping them by really expressing what it's like to be you and Mm. and that's that's the closest that we can get to to a a connection that's like the the connecting of two different uh two different souls or whatever you want to call it definitely never use souls like that in a in a sentence. Welcome. This is this yeah. is a start. Well, oh, dude. <laughs> I can't no, wait to start really... wearing robes and buy some dream catches. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna see you on the next episode. You're gonna be in your like monks' robes. Well, I've started a cult, so maybe I should start wearing some <laughs> wearing some robes <laughs> and stuff. Need an outfit for it. Well, I was just gonna say that that was yeah, it was really nicely put um it's true it's it's in those moments where you're you have peeled back and you're not pretending you are part of the joy of those moments is really recognizing that you're not alone to to more of an Mm -hmm. extent than the usual day you know 
daily yeah. activities the usual daily activities is you're kind of basically lost in thought and in your own concept land and mm. other people are sort of this is my this is my experience but this is mm. i imagine a lot of people's experience you know people are kind of cardboard cutouts doing their own little thing and they're either being useful or kind of annoying or or basically neutral to you mm. and that's and that's a painful way of being because it's so alienating mm. and then yeah. you when you really there is that much more open dialogue going on mm. it's like ah oh, thank god you know like mm. i'm not on my own here i can just there's someone else here you know it's like it's it's a recognition of that and that mm. i guess you could there could be someone else on the show now who would who would come up with scientific reasons for what like what's going on like chemically mm. or whatever like in, in mm. moments like that for me it's 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 where like there's a real sense sense it's an atmospheric thing it's a sense in the body of when that's happening mm -hmm. it's you know there it's you feel alive you just feel mm. alive your body's woken up you feel you can feel your heart you know like even talking about it for me and this is why i love these conversations you know is because i think even talking about this sort of connection is mm. it wakes that up mm. in us you know i just i find it like i can feel now you know like feel my belly i feel like a bit tingly you know like mm. it, it's it's it already kind of evokes it in itself you know of that mm. and as you say and i think it is about it's about it's whether yeah i guess kind of relief you're like a part mm. of you is like having a sense of relief and that's what it feels like to feel relieved mm. is is ah uh, you know you just all right can put down all these mm. things these concepts that i've been holding up and filters and, yeah. and ways that i want people to see me and just just you know put them mm. down yeah it reminded me as well of like how we've we've talked about before about how this goes well with the podcast and like listening to someone and like there's a natural thing that, that often you can do of like if someone's talking you think of what you want to say in response to that and then you're just holding on to that getting ready to say it at the end of as soon as they finish talking and you're also because you're holding on to that you're almost hoping that they don't get onto a new topic or mm. to say anything else you're you're already just fixed on like the finish line of what you need to say yeah. and that just stilts the conversation so much like because mm. one person gets to the end and then you just say something that you've thought of before that you need to mention and yep. it's something that i've kind of consciously done a few times uh since we started the podcast is just especially at the start when we did have some notes um, and I was kind of looking through the notes and I realized like, I want to do it the same way when we're having a conversation, which is I just, when you're speaking, I just want to focus as much as I can on just understanding what you mean. You know, that's like, yeah. there's, there's a reason why that's the name of the podcast. The reason mm -hmm. why we've called it know what I mean, like it's really is me trying to know what you mean. Mm -hmm. And that is that really gets to it like the, this quote fits perfectly with the name of the podcast really mm -hmm. because it is getting rid of of all of those concepts all of those things that can get in the way all of those extra extra levels and extra layers that that kind of obfuscate the meaning and just it's just trying to understand the experience or the the perspectives of someone else mm. and that's kind of yeah that's what we're doing through through this podcast mm. yeah uh, it's nice to bring in the name to it yeah. yeah yeah that's cool when i was having a little think about this beforehand well one thing i, I came across which yeah i think is worth having a little chat about is there's as far as i can understand it when we talk about direct experience when we talk about the honest kind of open experiencing that that is mentioned in this quote i would put that in two categories and i haven't thought really long about this so there may be mm -hmm. more but um yeah and i wanted to introduce them so one is that we've what well, we've touched upon 
um, already in like quite a big way. So um, when we're talking in a way that is unhindered, that is just honest mm-hmm. and where there, there is trust there that you're, you're, you're able to express yourself and that that's going to be, that's going to be held by someone that you feel mm-hmm. safe enough that that's, that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other is what's what I would refer to as, um, direct experience It's quite often, uh, uh, talked about in that way in like spiritual circles. So direct experience is, for example, if I was to ask you, what is the direct experience of your body right now like or your maybe even more specific like your chest for example like what what is the direct experience of that mm. what, what would you answer to that so i feel like a rise and a fall and i notice as i'm speaking obviously that completely changes how i'm breathing mm which I hadn't really fully noticed. Like I've, I've not really observed my breath as I then start to talk before. Hmm. So it's quite a strange thing. Hmm. You know, normally if I'm observing my yeah. breath, I'm just sitting down and breathing and not talking yeah. to myself. Hmm. Uh, but it's really interesting actually to notice the effect that breathing has on talking like how those Mm. two kind of go together Mm. and it's weird now that i'm doing it somewhat consciously because Mm. i feel like i'm kind of i'm kind of not doing it as well as i do it unconsciously like i'm now (laughs) trying to like breathe in between the words yeah (laughs) uh, (laughs) which is not um not the most natural way to do it Yeah. yeah yeah that's that's quite that's interesting that I had that experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, like direct experience is just what it says on the tin. It's just like, what, what is actually really going on right now? And it's quite easy with um, the body because it's sensation and there's not so many uh, trip wires in terms of like going into the body and actually experiencing it. So mm-hmm. um there's another kind of level to this where it gets more into what, um, yeah, it, it can seem like it gets more into the conceptual realm. So this was something that we both looked into before, but it was something I found on, on, um, uh, liberation unleashed and liberation unleashed is like, a it's a really amazing, um, forum actually is the format. And it's like, um, essentially it's, it's, through in through being guided uh through these questions so like a a guide will ask you on this forum this is the traditional format of anyway it's been written about afterwards but um a guide will literally ask you a question and say in your direct experience what do you find when I ask you this question. So a question, for example, a really interesting one to explore is like, um, uh, who is the one looking? Mm-hmm. So as I ask that to myself now, who is the one looking? I, I, have, a, I have an idea in my head of who the one looking is like I, I have a sense of Oscariness, like and that's generally who i refer to is like this this vague sense of Oscariness. so it's almost like i've got a personality throughout like behind my eyes it's like a cat there's some character sitting there mm-hmm. who's looking through my eyes but that's not my direct experience that's my as- assumed conceptual idea about what's happening mm-hmm. so i if I was to, if I was to, if someone was to ask me that, then I'd go in and say I hadn't been asked the question before. Then it would be like, well, I'm looking, like Oscar's looking. I can mm-hmm. feel I'm looking through my eyes. There's a sense, maybe a kind of vague sense of like my 
character or something in there. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's an idea that I have. So that's, I've been asked for my direct experience. That is not me actually inquiring into what's going on. That's me looking into my mind and thinking, what, what answer have I actually got pre-existing mm-hmm. that I can now say so I don't look mm-hmm. stupid, right? So mm-hmm. because I want to have an answer because otherwise I might look a little bit silly, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if I was to go into my direct experience, it's a very, very interesting thing to explore. Like, and it's hard to conceptualize, but it's something maybe I feel like I'm kind of falling back into, like I'm trying to find the base of who's seeing and I actually can't, you know, I'm, there's, a, there's a depth there, there's a vividness there, openness. It's, as, as a sense, it's very, very different from the conceptual idea that I've held about that. So I'm being asked for my direct experience and I'm, tr- I'm trying to go into my direct experience. And I might not come upon an answer there, but I come on, upon a sense of something. It's, but, it, but I would say that that sense of is, has got that same kind of magic quality Mm-hmm. And I just say magic is in mystical, quite tingly, kind of like like mysterious, mm-hmm. qu- quite powerful sense of something that I often mm-hmm. get in conversations like this where there is a lot more openness mm-hmm. is because I'm really going, I'm not, I'm not going to my ideas. I'm going to what is directly happening right now. Like what, what is here when I investigate? Mm-hmm. And so those would, I would say like, yeah, like with, with the direct experience, it's like, it's, it's inquiring into really what, what is actually here in this present moment, mm-hmm. not necessarily on a conceptual level, but on a felt sense, an experience sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought that distinction was quite interesting because I think they're both they're kind of the root of them are at the same place, this openness and presence Mm. and stuff. But, but one is more, you may be being very, very open and honest, but it's about, you know, I might be open about ideas that I have of myself that are quite painful, for example, and that is conceptual. Mm -hmm. And then the other is, is very much just inquiring into your absolute direct experience of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But both of them, I think are captured in this, in this quote yeah i went into a bit of a trance when you were like <laughs> when i was trying to you know trying to follow that question mm. like i really felt it like my vision kind of go in and just was kind of tripping yeah. out a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really yeah, good fun it's, to, to yeah look into. and it's so it's so interesting to have to ask yourself a question and yeah that's the thing is you're not it's not about like what's the logical right answer like the value is in trying to answer and looking for an answer mm. and you'll probably find something that's not verbal. Like there's, mm. there's eloquent ways that you can express different things in spirituality, but there's a lot of those sorts of questions from liberation unleashed. It's not like there's an answer that's the right answer. It's like the process, like you've got to go through the process of it. And that's why, you know, traditionally when people went to like a Zen master, you've just got to kind of, you just kind of give yourself to them. Like you're devoted to them and you just do whatever they say. And even if they tell you to do something that seems completely ridiculous and nonsensical, you're still supposed to do that because the through doing those things is how you're going to realize things. Mm. yeah it's a it's it's an inch i hadn't done that for a little while so it was really interesting mm. to do that um mm. just to kind of think yeah but it's the looking and the mm. trying to answer the question and searching for an answer and just going over it and trying to really make sense of it and and not worrying if there's not words that come up mm. like don't worry about there not being specific answers of like 
oh, it's the my soul or it's mm. God or it's, you know, any mm. of these things. It's, it's a yeah. really just a deep experience of trying to answer a question that doesn't have a verbal answer. Yeah. And that's one of many um, portals to what it's been mm. a thing we're talking about here. You know, it's not like the only at all, but an inquiry like that can kind of flip the usual mode of looking for an existing conceptual answer to something. It can kind of flip that on its head. Mm-hmm sometimes so that's why it's like really helpful i i had one um uh there was just one nice little analogy for the this the difference between because i i think the difference between um going into concepts and looking at your direct experience is such an odd one to conceptualize and it's Mm -hmm. and it's something that until there quite often for people there is a moment of like oh that's that's my direct experience and that's Mm. a conceptual idea that i have and they are Mm. very different things Mm -hmm. and it's quite often an actual moment of like oh i can see because we're so used to being Mm. in thought that it's Mm -hmm. we really struggle to distinguish but there's a there's a nice analogy which is like if someone was to ask you so you're sitting on a chair right and there was someone sitting on a chair in front of you and they were to ask you, what's behind you? Mm-hmm. They were to just ask you, what, what's behind you right now? Yeah. One option would be to, to go into your memory of what's behind you and be like, I think there's a bookshelf and, and uh, is there a little water bottle behind there? And uh, The other option is to actually just turn around and look. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. So yeah. one is you're going into thought and trying to like, what, what is it? Like, I, I've got it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the other is to actually just physically turn around and look at what's behind mm-hmm. you. And that's the difference between the conceptualized model and the and direct experience. Mm. Um, yeah, which is quite a nice one. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Although as soon as you look around, that's not what's behind you. Oh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, they knew how, how to have fun those Zen monks, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least in the like little the little stories you hear. Yeah. Not by like the thousands of hours of meditation. <laughs> yeah, staring at blank walls and all that. Yeah. It's my fun. I don't know if is the word, but. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's very fun. Yeah. I think it probably like is quite chopping fun. off people's fingers who ask questions about enlightenment and shit yeah, like that. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's such an yeah. interesting, I found it so interesting listening to Alan Watts and like just hearing about all of the, yeah, all of these different stories. And it's just so, so fascinating to learn about those traditions and all the different mm. ways they've tried to kind of communicate these ideas mm. and yeah. it is it is really about how how can you communicate something that's incommunicable like how can yeah. you point to something so that someone sees something for themselves it's not yeah. a, like you can't yeah you can't show it to them you need to like mm. point someone and get them to explore something yeah and it's all what it's all in the same territory as this initial quote of it's again, you know, you start talking about these things and the words are, do kind of fail after a little while, I think, but mm-hmm. my sense of it is just that it's, and I think it's, it was touched upon by what you were talking about earlier about like the, the relief from lonely, loneliness or like seeing, seeing another person fully and feeling that, that connection. I think, it seems that, you know, we are, we are life, you know, like we are expressions of life and Mm -hmm. that that's at the base of us. And that's something that we share with everything, you know, all, all beings, you know, Mm -hmm. and what we yearn for is to connect 
on that level and to recognize life and to feel like we are recognized as life and um through it's it it seems to be whether it's conversation poetry music you know inquiry whatever it might be it's it's cutting through all the bullshit Mm -hmm. some of it useful bullshit but like just all the clutter and Mm -hmm. it cuts through and it touches the that that root of us you know which Mm -hmm. is just just aliveness just beingness Mm -hmm. it cuts it cuts into that place yeah and it can't be like i was chatting to my mum about this earlier because um yeah i'm anyone that doesn't know i'm currently living with my parents so i'm ending up talking a lot about um (laughs) these uh episodes prior to happening so it's quite a good Mm -hmm. little litmus test um and my mum's a psychotherapist um same as this author actually so um and she was saying how um because i was asking about her experience of of this quote and she was saying how quite often in when those moments of real connection happen in a therapy room and there is a real honest opening is quite often comes from it's quite often unexpected mm-hmm. and it will often be that something suggested and i guess this is the role of the therapist in a way something is suggested that is doesn't fit in with the models that exist for the for the client like mm-hmm. in that moment right so something suggested and there's a, f- a newness or unexpectedness that mm-hmm. doesn't give you time mm-hmm. to fit it into your existing conceptual framework of who you are and who the world is and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You just don't have time. And when you don't have time, then the only place that you can communicate from is, is that much deeper place. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to say nothing or you're going to yeah. have to reach out and if you don't have time to sort mm-hmm. out as like, how can I benefit from this egoically? Yeah. You, you look elsewhere and you find this channel mm. that wants to be open and wants to express something. Yeah. And then when, once that's happened, then, you, you know, the room atmosphere changes and it's obviously amazing as well. Like it, mm-hmm. you can, it's quite scary because it's also very, I know that I've, been in situations where I felt that openness and it's quite scary at, at times because it you are very vulnerable in a way because you're not mm. your usual filters mm-hmm. in which you're trying to shape other people's views are gone yeah and so you're like what are they going to see you know like what mm-hmm. how am I, I I'm not in control here this is mm-hmm. this there's expression happening and I don't know how you know how to work with this because it is such mm. a deeper from a more powerful place yeah um yeah that's that's interesting what you're saying about like the question and them like not having time to think about it it made me think about how it's like you're when you're asking something of someone that they haven't thought of before i think that really is the key when someone's really searching for the answer that seems to be when it, when these things occur, when there's a genuine searching for the answer. And I think one of the, I think that like the, the more you've been asked a question, the more likely you are to have just slowly built up this abstraction away from it. Say if it's something like, um, so it could even be, I don't know, a story about like, say, I don't know, how did you meet your girlfriend or, where do you work or or maybe more a personal question of like uh what do you want to do for a job or any of those things that or you know where are you going to go to university or where do you want to go to university like all of these Mm. questions the more that you ask them the more you're going to calcify and have like a a thing that you stick to because 
it's just a quick way, you know, it's kind of a set a time saving device is like, okay, this is what I said before. I'll just say this again, every time someone asks me and it might slightly change over time to maybe make you sound more cool or whatever, but it's, it's not going down and you're not going through that process of searching for an answer. And we were talking the other day about that, how it can be quite clear the difference when you ask someone a question and they can look for an answer, like they look for an answer that they already have. So it's like they're searching, um, they're searching a database that they have and they're like, Oh, let's see the answer. Oh yeah, it's this. But if they, if they search their database and that particular question doesn't have an answer in the database, now they need to go through a different process, which is mm. kind of looking at the information they have, like their past experiences, listening to the question, seeing how that relates to their past experiences, how they can talk about, you know, in response to what you've said. That's, that's the real key of, of getting to that is, is when you're asking someone something that they haven't heard before and they're really looking for it like sometimes i've had people ask a question and like i don't know if you've got any that come to mind of like sometimes someone can ask a question and you've just never heard that question before like for whatever reason no one's thought to ask you about how you feel in a certain respect and just mm -hmm. that little spin on mm -hmm. on a question maybe it's a a common question but slightly rephrased that can really um get you straight to that place because it's it's the searching for the answer searching for a novel answer from uh rather than something that's kind of pre-packaged and something that you've already decided is true or or whatever yeah yeah well it's keeping the usual way of being is so high up you know and i have it like that just because you know it, like from the perspective of kind of living in your head and just in thought it's mm -hmm. like if you've got you've got input you've got this question and you can connect it just within this area like just within thought you can mm -hmm. kind of just you can make that connection quite quickly mm -hmm. and then and then it comes out again there's no mm -hmm. there's no need to delve in or really mm -hmm. inquire because you're just you're just you're putting the question and the answer together in a pre yeah prepackaged way and it just comes out and there's no mm. There not any need for any vulnerability or anything there because you've got the answer and you can just mm. give it. I wonder like also if it can be, it's not just the novelty of like the wording, but also it can also be the kind of the way that someone's saying it, the sort of energy that mm. someone's bringing to the question. You know, I can mm -hmm. sense when someone really cares about, Mm. what they're asking yeah. of me if, if someone looks at me in a particular way and i'm picking up all sorts of subtle signals that i don't understand that mm -hmm. say how are you doing mm. or whatever yeah i've heard that question a million times before but it's so you can get That's a sense true. like oh someone really and i'm unused to being asked in that way to mm -hmm. actually how actually am i doing <laughs> you know yeah. like and I, and that I guess is very like in therapy can be why people go to therapy is, mm -hmm. is to be in a situation where someone is sincerely inquiring about what's going on for you mm. in a way that is, it's their job to not bring themselves into it. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. their job to not try and manipulate you or, you know, whatever, and just help, help you discover things about yourself that's that's what their mm. role is yeah. and that can be so unusual for people to have mm. people yeah, genuinely yeah. just inquiring about what's going on mm. yeah i think yeah the how are you doing is such a classic one isn't it because you know someone asking you how you are is such a common thing and there's you know most people have their set response Usually they'll have one or maybe two different things they say in answer to that question. Obviously it depends a bit on the context, but like usually there's something that people normally say and it's based on what's acceptable. Like 
if you're not feeling in a very good mood, it's, you know, it's still polite to say that you're fine or something. There's a lot of, or there's a lot of pressure that people can have to just say, um, say the easiest thing, say, you know, say, say something that's socially acceptable that you're expected to say. Um, but yeah, you're right that it's not in, it's not just in the wording of the question. It's really in the intention and the environment. And it might even be, it's the context, basically, the context in which that's asked. Because mm-hmm. it could also be that, say, it's being asked in the normal way, but you've recently decided, like, I want to start being more honest. And mm-hmm. when someone asks me something, I don't want to just give a default answer. I want to actually really just be be straightforward about how it is so yeah there's there's so many different aspects to the context of it of where you are how you're feeling about opening up how this person is giving you space to or giving you signals that maybe they actually don't care about you at all even though Mm -hmm. they're asking like Mm -hmm. yeah there's so much different different context to it Mm. i'd go so far actually to say that you could the intention is so can be so powerful mm-hmm. you know and i'm talking more in a positive way here but like you know in in buddhism then obviously there's you know enlightenment that's what buddhism's about is enlightenment and like that's it's such a radical shift in the way that you are you're so uncontrived and you're so open, spontaneous mm-hmm. and like compassionate, for example, like that the very presence of someone like that mm-hmm. can be an invitation for you to be open yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you, you wouldn't, you know, and, and people would dispute this, I guess, but like in my experience, it's like, you know, if I go to a retreat center, there is an atmosphere. I don't need to talk to anyone. There is an atmosphere. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's in the air somehow. I don't know how it works. You know, like mm-hmm. you might argue it's me putting it there, you, whatever. But in, mm-hmm. from my point of view, it's like we're being communicated things all the time in ways that we mm-hmm. have no idea about, you know, and may mm-hmm. never know about. And mm-hmm. it's it goes well beyond words. And it's it's actually a if you meet someone and they have that intention, Mm -hmm. a sincere, you know, intention to, to, if they mean what they say and they mean what they ask basically fully, Mm -hmm. then you will know. Mm -hmm. And it, and it can be, it can be trivial. It's, you know, and I, I get that with like people who are just really like joyous people, you know, and they're just funny. Like they're just funny people. Like I'm not expecting to have a deep conversation with them, but I feel very, warm and open connected Mm. to them because they bring that you know and maybe i obviously i'm feeding off that and it's kind of a there's an exchange Mm -hmm. happening but their presence is just it it invites that it's so open it invites that yeah 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 no i definitely feel there's there's some people who who you meet who you really feel you know i think who are really great at this are people who are doctors or often people who've just worked in the kind of medical profession is they, they pay such close attention. I found like often people, people who've been nurses or doctors, like there's, there's often like a, a really feels like, you know, when, when, if you go for a checkup at the GP, but also if you meet them, just how they are in the rest of their life, um, I found that they can be very, they just really pay attention a lot in my experience. They pay a lot more attention and they'll kind of, because they've, they've spent so long asking people questions, trying to really understand how this person is feeling. Like they need to understand what level of pain this person is and they need to put them at ease or whatever it is. But like they, they've got so good from that job of like, having that intention of really listening to someone and trying to trying to really get an answer because you know if you're in that 
uh, in that field. You don't want to just get some default answer. Like you want to really find out how their how does their arm feel or how ill do they feel like because that that decision can help you inform whether you give them like pain medication or all sorts of things it can uh there's quite high stakes so it means you re- they really do get good at just paying deep attention um and it's surprising how shocking that can be it is really surprising when you do meet someone like that um and you're like wow that's like they really are actually asking me a question and really <laughs> like deeply trying to see what i think about something um mm. and yeah it's surprisingly rare and i definitely don't do it a lot of the time <laughs> to other people <laughs> like i feel it's something that i try i try to do but it's definitely not something that comes comes naturally to me and mm. It's something that definitely something that I want to cultivate and get better at, like giving people that space. Obviously it's easier with people I'm comfortable with and people I know well and people, you know, like with you, because I know you're also kind of trying to do that as well. So it makes it easier. Like both of us having that same intention, it means that we can really get into more deep and interesting conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's cool to bring that in because that I think that's why this podcast started really is that the, and we talked about this before, but once, once that connection is there, I think we've Mm -hmm. got, and there is that like comfort, then the well of creative ideas Mm-hmm. and like chemistry is kind of mm-hmm. bottomless in a way it doesn't yeah like it, that doesn't run out like what runs out yeah. you know is is these kind of tight concepts and fixed ideas mm-hmm. that we have of things you know if if, if i'm yeah. gonna try and list off all these various beliefs that i have mm-hmm. that list is gonna run out you know but yeah but that's not the same source as what we've talked about in this episode you know mm-hmm. the, the kind of conversation and stuff that comes from this deeper source mm-hmm. kind of within us is yeah it's like it's it's creative and it's new and it's it's fresh and it allows new things to come up and mm-hmm. it yeah it doesn't really run run out mm. yeah. yeah yeah i think when when you've got those filters of like these are the acceptable list of topics we can say we can talk yeah. about this talk about this talk about this it's going to be a finite thing mm-hmm. whereas like once you get rid of those barriers it's just like mm-hmm. the the ideas can freely flow like almost dance together like you've yeah, yeah. your ideas can flow together and change and twist and like almost in or grow in an organic fashion as they yeah. just interact with each other and then one idea comes back again and interacts in a different way. And it can just, it's more of a process and, and it's like something growing. Like mm, it's, it's yeah. something that if you have those two, yeah, two people who are, who are connecting in that way, it's, it can be just an un- unlimited because it's mm. just, it's just the, you're letting your, your experiences kind of combine and play off each other and it just yeah it can just keep keep growing and changing Mm. and that's enough uh to kind of go infinitely Mm. talking of which that this this feels like a good a good spot to end yeah you think yeah no that's i'm happy with that it's been a really i've really enjoyed this yeah no, I for sure feel like pretty different after having this conversation, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I guess leave us a leave us a review wherever you're listening. That that helps us out, so we can kind of yeah reach more people. And yeah, yeah well, I hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, oh yeah, I've got my quote. Jeez, I completely <laughs> forgot. I was about to say goodbye to you I was about to come in with that. Uh, cool. Uh, apparently, I cannot minimize Zoom while I'm having a meeting. Let's find out. Okay, I got it. Right. 
So the quote for this week is from Marcus Aurelius. Waste no more time arguing about what a good man should be. Be one. There we go. We'll leave you with that. Have a good yeah. ponder and we'll see you next week. Peace. See you next week.